0: Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life? Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You got them all hot! Bye.
1: Welcome to
0: the home of
1: stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone.
2: When you talk as an old British lady, you suddenly remember everything. British lady goes like, oh yes, darling, in
3: 1817. What are, what are, what are we the doing It was what? composed by
2: Beethoven. And you stealing no, my I gimmick? Just, now? I'm just saying that's what happens is you suddenly remember everything. I was
3: watching the Manning cast last night with Philip Rivers. How did that yeah, go? Yeah, how you doing, Queen? I'm great, Philip. Let's have a schizophrenic conversation together.
1: Featuring Panama Ted. Imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. anna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. So
4: reach around the guy.
1: (laughs) You gotta squat and be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone.
0: (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Bone is out getting an early start to his holiday eric Reeser is with me today hello Reiser. man good afternoon how are you this is my favorite show of the year why is that because no one's here yeah no one's here radio station's empty i may have already had a few adult pops before the show and i always love how you know this time of year people are traveling This time of year, we got people driving through the city, maybe normally don't drive through the city. Oh, boy. They they turn on the radio station and say, let me see what's going on. Sports talk. And then they hear this show, and they lose their minds. We get more complaints about the show today more than any other day of the year. So welcome, new listeners. Absolutely. Strap in Uh and strap it on. Today, also, Thanksgiving wishes. It's a tradition. It has nothing to do with wishes. It's just about giving thanks for things. Okay. We play the uh, the music. See, I have it. You send in your Thanksgiving wishes at Man and Bone nine seven one on Twitter. Here's how it goes. Would you so like to que- hear my? I have so many questions. Would you like to hear my wishes? Yes. I mean, I have them ready. Doing them you. now? Yeah. I'm, All right. You can save yours. Okay. I will I'll save do mine, mine here just so we can get things started. I'm thankful for so many things this year. These are in no particular order, so bear with me. I'm thankful Matt Nagy will be fired soon. So is Justin Fields' spleen. I'm thankful for early season college basketball tournaments. No one is in the stands, but at least we get midday live sports during the week. I'm thankful that my friends on QVC are always scaring us, talking endlessly about supply shortages, yet they magically somehow have everything in stock. I'm thankful to my lovely wife. Been married 15 years, Eric. She drove my car for the first time in six months yesterday, only to cause thousands of dollars in damage by driving over a decorative rock in our landscaping. True story. But that's your fault. No, it's not. (laughs) And I'm thankful for my daughter, who constantly reminds me that I don't look like the other dads when my shirt is off. I don't know where and why she's looking at so many other shirtless men, but I constantly show her a picture of naked T-Bone so she can see that the worst case scenario is not me. Finally, I'm thankful to all of you. Almost 20 years at this place, you jokers are still listening. I don't know why, but I appreciate your time more than you'll ever know. Happy Thanksgiving. That was wonderful. It's the piano music that makes it. It really does. Because I questioned the
5: piano music at the beginning Mm-mm. of it. Like, how does this have to do sets with Thanksgiving? The, sets
0: the mood. And then you showed me. Send in your Thanksgiving wishes at Man and Bone 971 We're going to do that at 434, but you know what? There's not really a time for that. If I get them, I will sprinkle them throughout the program today. We have a big show. We normally talk to Adam Rittenberg on Thursdays, but tomorrow we have no show because it's Thanksgiving. So around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg at 334 today... On campus at 4.48. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 5.34. Jackets and Jets tonight over at Nationwide. We will not have the game because we have a Buckeye basketball conflict, but it is the return of PLD tonight, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And it is acceptable to boo him. Oh, absolutely. Well, we'll talk more about that. Yes. Absolutely it is. But you brought something up to me before the show, that today's a big anniversary for the Jackets. So on this date, 11 years ago,
5: Boomer was introduced to the world. And I hope he makes a return <laughs> the jackets, tonight. It's infamous mascot. Well, they're wearing,
0: they're wearing the third Cannon jerseys mm-hmm. tonight. Elvis is going to go with his weird blue pads. Oh, so he they're, is? They're going to look very different hate, on the ice than I they normally those. do. But you know what, though? The last time they won with, that, with yep. those ugly pads, so wear them again. College football playoff rankings, the new ones released last night. I told you yesterday what I thought they were going to be, and it rarely happens, but I was completely right. Georgia is number one. Ohio State up two spots to number two. Alabama down a spot to three. Cincinnati up a spot to four. Meat Chicken five. Notre Dame six. Oklahoma seven. Who cares about everybody else because nobody else has a chance? Um, I love how all of a sudden now the Cincinnati people are so happy. I, I don't know what all the the nervousness was about if you take care of your business i said this the first playoff ranking where what were they seventh eighth i said don't worry about it you all know how this works you know how college football works you're aware that these first committee votes mean nothing they're just there for conversation pieces and you took the bait luke fickle saying this is outrageous and the fans yelling you fell forks in the air you're right you fell for it look At the end of the day, would it be beneficial if SMU is any good? Yeah. If you beat a ranked team last week, or if you look at the rest of the schedule and say, I don't know, it's a tough one. Yeah. But you don't really have that. But you did beat a team like Notre Dame, who the committee clearly values because they're a one loss team. You beat them in their place and by a nice margin, too. There's no question. Like who should have won that game? It wasn't one of those where you play nine times out of ten. It's Notre Dame. Absolutely. And you're, you're exactly right because I said that about Oregon. Oregon had their game here where they took advantage of a Buckeye team that moved the ball between the 20s but really did little else. But I'm convinced, not just now, when CJ's hit his stride and his shoulder feels better, but at the time... Even given the limitations, the physical limitations of the quarterback, maybe the inexperience of the Buckeye defense, you play that game ten times, Buckeyes win seven or eight of those matchups. More than likely. And I, I was disappointed
5: uh, that they fell on their face in Salt Lake City last week because I was hoping at least for a chance to have a rematch in a college football playoff. So you want to see him again?
6: I would have wanted I, I don't to. Want to now, now I want
5: nothing to them. do with the Pac-12 as a conference. No, get out of here. But I do think Cincinnati's path isn't as clear as you make it, because I still think that Big Twelve title, whomever it is—Oklahoma State or Oklahoma—if it's one of those two teams, then they might slide them in, um, depending on what happens with Bedlam this Saturday.
0: Could be. Um, to me, I think Cincinnati's okay at this point. I think if they win out, now that's not to say that every single year, if there is a version of Cincinnati, whether it's them, whether it's you know team like UCF or something that has an undefeated season, automatically they're in if they're undefeated. I, and it Look, it's not fair, but guess what? College football's not fair. I love all these people that <laughs> watch college football every single week and yet forget what college football is, where they talk about the ultimate fairness and every single team should have an equal shot. Good news. You have that. It's called the National Football League. See you on Sunday. Saturday is a different animal. It's the imperfection that we like so much about it. It's the quirkiness. Now, sometimes there's a fan base that gets left out in the cold because of that quirkiness. Yep. But that's, it's always been there. Always. This is not a new development in the playoff system. Computers did it. Didn't like computers. So playoff system. That's yeah, all I heard is like we need real people. people we need, need real decide. people, not just arbitrary you, numbers shot out of a mystery computer. Have you met people? Yeah. Don't. Whenever I see something is handmade at a restaurant, <laughs> like, I get nervous. I want something machine made. right, because handmade equals errors. You could joke all
5: you want about, you know, computers and the Terminator, and that's how it began, but I would much rather have them in charge of things because people are stupid.
0: Yes. Deli slicers aren't
5: going to come kill you. (laughs) Give me Siri talking about the college football playoff rankings over
0: Gary Barta every single week. You all fell for it. I I told you this stuff means nothing. And guess what? This means nothing. What we had last night also means nothing. But I will tell you that Georgia is in, right, unless they totally crap themselves. They totally crap themselves and then go lose in the SEC championship game by 30 points. They They are in the playoffs. It is not a guarantee for Alabama. It is not a guarantee for Cincinnati. And, of course, it's not a guarantee for Ohio State. I I don't know how you feel about this game on Saturday, but I seem to be the only person in this building that's kind of scared to death. Everybody respects Michigan. They respect the rivalry under normal circumstances. They're nervous about the game. But I'm actually scared about this game because I I guess I think that Michigan is better than other people think they are. I think this is the best defense the Buckeyes are going to see. I think this is the second most talented defensive line in this conference, second only to Ohio State. And you have a quarterback that does not get rattled and will not turn the football over. And it's at the big house. And it's well, it's yes, in Michigan Stadium. And I
5: I do think that there's desperation with that fan base. There's desperation with that coaching staff. There's desperation with those players. It's human. How could they not well, be Well they're desperate every year, but I think the difference this year is that they're desperate and they're good. Yes. They can back up like all of the talking and, and for whatever Aiden Hutchinson said and for whatever Cade McNamara said, and you can think that's chesty and that's confidence that they're allowed to have.
0: Like well, you would what do you have, want him to say? Right. I, I mean, mean Jim Harbaugh's Jim Harbaugh's the guy who guaranteed victory 30 years ago in this game. Oh, didn't want to talk about that. Well, that's (laughs) fine. We don't have to talk about it. But, I mean, he guaranteed victory, and what happened? And he delivered. And they they won the damn game. So that has nothing to do with this. Oh, bulletin board material. Once the game starts, none of that matters. Look, bulletin board material can matter against Maryland, I guess, if Maryland wants to pump up their chest a little bit. you know, where the Buckeyes would normally just sort of waltz in there and take for granted they were going to win by 30 points, but all of a sudden now they have extra motivation. Extra motivation is not needed for this game on Saturday. Ryan Day knows what it's about. Jim Harbaugh knows what it's about. And both these teams are desperate. Ohio State wants to beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, go play for a national championship. They know if they don't do that, they won't get a chance to play. This is a playoff playoff. Absolutely.
5: Winner advances and continues to advance. And the loser, you might get a Rose bullet. at best.
0: Ryan Day knows what this game's about. Jim Harbaugh knows what this game's about. But you know what? In years past, he would almost treat it like a circus because I, I feel like, you know, he wants to be connected to a guy like Bo. Yeah. You know, Bo always made it into a thing. And so Harbaugh would creep around in the cemetery and. Go bust a Buckeye nut on a on Bo's gravestone. I was like, all right, man. Whatever you feel like you have to do to get you ready for this game. But it's not about that. It's about having a talented team. Getting the right players on the field. And I think this year, with the exception of a 10-minute stretch at Michigan State, which they can't take back, by the way. It's bad. Just like we can't take back week two. Right? right? As much as we'd like to. But aside for a ten minute stretch against Michigan State, it's a pretty damn good disciplined football team.
5: Yeah, and for a front again, like you said, you know Aiden Hutchinson um, leads that defensive front, who of the talent the Buckeyes have not seen all season. Like if he had Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe you could say Oregon, but that's not the case because he wasn't playing, and they were still able to confuse and rattle CJ Stroud. Now the offensive line has played better for the Buckeyes in recent weeks but who's to say that the Nebraska and Penn State offensive line for Ohio State doesn't show up magically right. and say, oh, you know, pre-snap penalties galore. Because it's going to be loud, and it's yes. going to be an environment which a lot of these guys
0: have not had, because last year you didn't have it at all. More about the game. Buckeye hoops with a big one tonight. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
7: traffic.
8: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: Just a reminder, with it being the holiday, you can expect heavier traffic than you normally see around this time of the day. Right now, we're seeing a stalled vehicle blocking the left lane, southbound 270 on the east side as you approach 161, and we're seeing slow traffic on westbound 70 between Miller Avenue and 71. Northbound 71 is slow between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by Meyer. It's Black Friday all week long at Meyer. Right now, you can buy one, get one for a dollar on shoes, boots, or slippers for the whole family keep everyone's feet warm and cozy while you take advantage of this black friday deal and many more only at your neighborhood meyer i'm chris harden for 97.1 the fan traffic
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Filthy mouths,
1: bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts.
0: It's
8: called cabbage.
1: This is Common Man and T-Bone.
0: It's Rivalry Week on The Fan and 10 TV. Getting you ready for the biggest game of the season. We're live and local every day starting at 6 a.m. Rivalry Week is sponsored by your Central Ohio Toyota dealers. Toyota, let's go places. Bone is out today. Getting his holiday on. Eric Reeser is with me. We will do Around the Big Ten. With Adam Rittenberg coming up at 3.34, the Wednesday edition. It's also Thanksgiving wishes today. Very simple. Has nothing to do with wishes. I don't know why we call it that. Send us what you're thankful for. can be sarcastic. Maybe it's truthful in the world of sports, in your life. Whatever you want. Just tweet us, at manandbone971. And we'll read them throughout the show. We have a dedicated segment at 4.34 to go through as many as we want. Getting ready for the game on Saturday. I'm sorry, Now I was ahead. going to ask if you had any good ones thus far. I haven't looked. Okay. So
5: ask Ted. <laughs> Ted's, <laughs> Ted, Ted's how the looking? one who looks at the wishes. <laughs> What's the plans for tomorrow? I am going to go over to uh, my girlfriend's family's um what's the spread looking like everything i have i'll show you the list in the break um but you know how when people post apologies on their like apple notes thing it's usually like a paragraph or two this is like two pages of stuff all right um half the family's vegan okay and so it's regular thanksgiving stuff plus vegan foods
0: which aren't bad actually He's the same person in charge of making all this no, stuff it's divided up amongst all right so the it's family. like a, like a potluck she's got something. a big family
5: and so everybody's responsible for something i'm yeah. responsible for booze are you
0: eating early or late? That's a good question. You don't know. I do not know. See, when I was a kid, we always used to eat early. It was like noon, one o'clock. That was the time that we ate. As an adult, I eat at regular dinner time. 5.30, five o'clock. And here's my reasoning for this. Because when you eat early, everybody's at your house early. Yeah. And then they don't leave until it's nighttime. Then it's time to go sleepy time. Mm-hmm. But, if you say, hey, come at 4, we're eating around 5.30, guaranteed, because I have a you know kid about to be 5, 7.30, they're out of my house. It's I got plan. the house to myself. It's a really good plan. It's not open-ended. <laughs> I, 4 o'clock to 7.30, let's eat, let's talk, let's see each other, happy Thanksgiving, get the hell out. That is the spirit of the season. Will you rush them a little bit this year by just getting up and
5: putting everything away? Yeah, earlier, like when it's when you've decided it's time, things start going into containers.
0: You know what's great now is that you know this this kid is fantastic. Just because, yes, I love her and she's my offspring, but I can get out of so many different things because of it. Tomorrow for Thanksgiving, about six thirty comes around. We finished with the pie or whatever. I'll say to her, "Go up and put your pajamas on," because once the grandparents see her in pajamas. That's code That's for, it. it's about time for her to go to sleep. I put on pajamas, they don't care. No, not at all. She puts on pajamas. It's like, oh, are you, are you getting ready to go nanny, nanny? We'll get you? out of your hair. And then I'll, maybe I'll slip her some money and say, go tell them how tired you are. Yeah. But daddy, I'm not tired. Pretend like you're tired. You got a good little minion. And then, once they leave, we could stay up late. <laughs> and eat junk food. We Love can do the that. the bargaining you do. Uh, Buckeye hoops with a big one against Florida tonight. Coverage 7.30 right here on the fan. This is the second game of the, the Fort Myers extravaganza down in Florida. I know it's been a long time. I wonder if Buckeye fans still have this connection, but every single time I play Florida, which is not often, and I don't play them. I don't know why I said that. Every single time the Buckeyes play Florida, I'm instantly brought back to the National Championship game and the season that was so great, but yet you couldn't finish. Yep, because Florida was so damn good. And looking at the faces of like Joakim Noah, that's the only face. That's the nightmare face. Billy Donovan mm-hmm. was there. No one is still there. Billy Donovan is long gone. But I will watch this game tonight, and I will not be able to stop thinking about that national championship game.
5: And I'm sure the the broadcasters on television will do the job of bringing that up as many times as possible. Like of course. these these two are storied rivals. On the basketball court, and it's not really the case. Like I didn't think I I, I know that game happened, and and I know. So the you don't th- you don't it, think about it because none of the players that were involved. I know it doesn't make any sense. like Meiji Johnson
0: was three? Maybe I, I know. So I I can't. Why do you have to ruin it for Sorry. me? The Buckeyes win tonight. It's like they've gone back in time and they've won the they national championship. They have rated that wrong.
5: There it is. Does the trophy get sent to Columbus
0: or why not? I does hope so. Billy Donovan keep it. What's Billy... Billy's running the... I guess NBA. Doing? I don't pay attention. Teddy, what's he doing? Still slicking his hair back. Teddy doesn't even know. He's the head How coach of Chicago Bulls? Bulls. He is? Yes. I don't know. Okay. To go to the NBA, I lose, lose touch with you. I had no idea he was. Oh, uh, he's the, not
5: anymore. Sorry.
0: No, he's dead? Uh, he's not dead, but I don't, just don't think he's working. Oh, Maybe. no. It still says head coach of the Chicago Bulls. So You know, we do a sports show... And we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, Tad, Tad's not even trying over there. Tad's not even
4: trying no, to research. himself No, Reeser had the answer. So I was right, I didn't and then I
5: second-guessed to... myself and yeah. looked like an
4: idiot. Yeah, he's been the Bulls coach for two seasons now. Okay. It happened during COVID, so that's why we can just, yeah, that's why. just say, yeah. That's why I don't <laughs> We missed it.
0: We're idiots because of that. The entire NBA for the last 20 years apparently has been COVID for me. Because I'm not paying attention. You're probably not alone there. Uh, the Rays have gambled on Wander Franco with a big twelve-year, one hundred and eighty-five million-dollar deal. It can go as high as two hundred and twenty-three million. Two interesting things about this: first of all, this is not the the first time that you know a team like the Rays has gambled on a young stud like this. They did it with Evan Longoria. They did it with Chris Archer, although that didn't necessarily work yeah. out for him, but. You know, they know they can't pay market value for these guys once they hit free agency. So they lock them up super early, hoping to pay pennies on the dollar because they're so damn good. And maybe you're looking at this saying, well, the Rays are doing that again. And they are. But they've never done it for this amount of money. This is a huge amount of money. But I wonder if you agree with me on this. I think there's a tell in this contract. And you're a baseball guy. You pay attention to this stuff. Yeah, I was thrilled to see this.
5: Like, I because I'd thought just at face value, like, oh, they're they're investing big money into a, a young player that they can make a franchise yes, of it. So when half of they them are. go to
0: Montreal, he'll you know do that. But I think there's a tell here. Obviously, CBA is up December first. Yep. And I think we're in, st- in store for a long work stoppage. But I think a contract like this for Tampa Bay signals that the owners acknowledge they're going to have a salary floor. When the new CBA is signed. So get in now. Every single team is going to have to spend a certain amount of money on payroll minimum. There won't be a cap, but there will be a floor. And I think the Rays know this. And so they're saying, well, you know, we're going to we're going to want to lock him up anyway. So why not do it? It'll help us get to that salary floor, which I think will be somewhere between 80 and 100 million dollars is where the salary floor is going to be. And for a lot of these teams, like the Guardians, Mm -hmm. buckle up. You're going to have to spend some cash. I know, and it's going to be forced. Yep. The other interesting thing about this is that this is a guy who's played 70 games in Major League Baseball. And yet the Tampa Bay Rays have seen enough to say, yep, $223 million, go ahead, 70 games. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're stupid. They have to get creative in how they do business because they're financially strapped. I get it. But 70 games... And I, just, I wonder if this is a tell that we're going to see a salary floor in Major League Baseball. And if we do, I think that's a good day for everybody. It's a great thing. Especially, you know, fan base like you. Yep. The Cleveland Guardians who have ownership that are allergic to
5: anything money. Yep. Same thing with Tim Hall's uh, Orioles or Tim Hall's Kansas City Chief Royals.
0: Yeah, just pick your team. <laughs> Tim's got about 18 different teams. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic
8: from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the north
7: side, you have a crash eastbound 270 past US 23. It's off onto the right shoulder. Slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street, and you have some slowdowns on northbound 71 between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by Public Lands. Swing by the Public Lands retail store in Polaris for their lowest prices of the season. Score up to 30% off select styles from the North Face, Columbia, Prana, and Black Diamond. Plus, big savings on brands you love like garmin solo stove and uni and more learn more and shop at publiclance.com slash columbus i'm chris harden for 97.1 the fan traffic oh hello i
3: was talking to my annoying friend duchess kumquat and sweaty. Don't be like cum and and Queef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company beaverqueef can trust
1: common man and t-bones around the big (laughs) 10 with adam rittenberg big 10 news and notes
8: sponsored by your central ohio toyota dealers visit biotoyota.com toyota let's go places
0: normally we have a thursday conversation with our guy but it's gobble gobble day so we'll do it a day early it's around the big 10 with adam rittenberg on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline adam happy thanksgiving my friend
9: Oh, happy Thanksgiving to uh, both of you guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Before we dive into the schedule this weekend, I do want to ask you about the James Franklin contract. We thought maybe he'd be leaving and taking one of these other jobs, but 10 years, $80 million for James Franklin. I saw some mixed reaction from Penn State fans. How do you feel about this contract?
9: <laughs> well, I, you know, I knew this was coming. You know, kind of had hit it, at it with some of my recent reporting and, you know, really – uh, even though he had been mentioned to, with USC and some of these other jobs, there was always a much uh, likelier possibility that he would remain at Penn State. There's just a lot of factors involved here. Certainly they don't want to lose him. But also you have an athletic director in Sandy Barber who's nearing retirement. I don't think she wanted to go through a coaching search. You have a university president who is um, also re- definitely retiring next year. So just a lot of administrative flux there. And, um, you know they, they still feel confident, even though this has been not the best two seasons in James Franklin's career, that they're on the cusp of turning things around. They have a very good recruiting class, currently ranked number three in ESPN's uh, top 25 right now. So you know, again, I understand the sentiment on the Penn State side and their fans, and maybe they wanted somebody new, but I also understand the administration you know, in, in their current position not wanting to go through a coaching search and still feeling comfortable with the guy that they have.
5: And Penn State hopes with that recruiting class to compete in the East. Uh, It's going to come down to Ohio State and Michigan, obviously, Saturday at noon at the Big House. Buckeyes are favored by about eight points in this one, Adam. Is it crazy to say that Michigan, to pull the upset, might need to turn to a little more J.J. McCarthy on Saturday?
9: Well, I think they have to mix him in, and they have, and, and they you know they they did they did that very well, I thought, last week against Maryland. However, you could argue they you know putting him in at times cost them the Michigan State game. They got too cute uh, as someone would as some have said. So I, I think he's a guy that that it creates a level of um, you know explosive plays both with his feet and with his arm, and you need to do that against Ohio State. But I think it's almost more important for Michigan to control the clock with their running game, and ideally limit Ohio State's possessions, which Michigan's been able to do. They haven't turned the ball over. Uh, Cade McNamara, not flashy, but steady. And they can stay on the field and, and, and chew up clock. And so I think that's probably the way they go, but they also will try to mix in McCarthy. They just have to do it at the right time because you saw against Michigan State that it can backfire on them.
0: Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan, Let's talk more about the game. We don't normally, you know, do a ton on Ohio State and who they're playing during our conversations, but this, of course, is the biggest game of the year. The tone seems a little different coming from Ann Arbor this year, and I don't know if that's confidence or if Jim Harbaugh has just learned that, hey, man, I don't. I don't need the theatrics. I don't need to go into the cemetery and bust a Buckeye nut on a gravestone. My team's playing good football. It's going to speak for itself. We know how important this game is. Do you get that sense, too, that it's a little bit different this year?
9: I do. I think you could really sense it before the season. Uh, In talking to Jim Jim at Big Ten Media Days, I think they finally got their culture, locker room, intangible component right. Uh, there was a weakness, honestly, in recent years, and, and it's a strength of theirs with the current leadership. And so I, I, you know, I think so much of Jim Harbaugh's era, guys, and you remember this, was so, was focused on him early in his career. It was what he was tweeting and what he was doing. And I had Big Ten coaches tell me, wow, Harbaugh farted. You guys should go cover it. I mean, it was getting annoying to everybody. Now you know, it's not so much about him. It's about the team he's assembled and this coaching staff he's made a lot of changes to over the years, uh, especially last year on defense. And they have put together a solid product, but I I do sense that there's better leadership and that they're a team that's not going to be intimidated or panicked even if they get down early in this game.
5: And Adam, you've just kind of seen, I mean, you saw at the beginning of the season, Michigan had an identity that they established on the ground. And, you know, with Blake Corum, at least being in warmups last week, and him him probably going Saturday against Ohio State, Michigan's going to want to trestle ball this thing. Um, How impactful do you see Corum being uh, tomorrow? or Saturday, excuse me.
9: Right, yeah, well, yeah, obviously that in- injury, we'll see how he, because he, he's such an explosive player, he's really the, the the lightning to that thunder and lightning combo with, with Haskins. So, curious to see, you know, he obviously could have been used against Maryland, or, you know, they said in an emergency situation, but they're going to need everybody and everybody, you know, as close to their best as possible to be able to beat Ohio State. And so that's why I think, again, you know, the, the McCarthy component is interesting, but really how they use their run game, how they control the clock, can they convert those ideally third and short, third and medium situations, stay out of third and long? Obviously they can't turn it over. But, yeah, Corv is a huge part of this because he is, you know, kind of that, that one explosive player on the offense, although I've also been impressed, guys, with their young receivers, you know, guys that – uh, you know, we just didn't hear about a whole lot before this season. That whole receiving core actually, as a group, has been uh, has stood out to me this year.
0: Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan. Michigan State, of course, had a terrible week last week in the shoe. They have another tough one against Penn State this week. I want to talk to you about that Mel Tucker contract where, you know, we're we're big boys. We've been around college football for a long time. We know how things work, and it's sort of wink, wink, what do the boosters want? And they're sort of running the show, but... In this situation, I mean, it's pretty clear who's paying for this guy. It's two guys that are forking over the $95 million to keep Mel Tucker. Ultimately, I I guess I think I know your answer on this because it's the same as mine. Is this good for college football that it's almost an arms race with these coaches' salaries right now?
9: Well, you know, I think it's interesting that it's it's a program that you're not you don't typically associate with you know, pay, you know a highest paid coach or the biggest contract, and so the, I think that's what's kind of uh, it's almost thrown people off a little bit. I mean, if this was Ohio State or this was Alabama or Georgia or LSU or even USC, okay, well that's what those programs do, but because it's Michigan State and they've never done anything remotely like this with a coach that's where it's like, whoa, 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 maybe, maybe this isn't good for the sport. I mean, th- this is just the way the sport is. And, I, you know, I think Michigan State, uh, we'll see if those, those numbers are what, what they were reported to be. It may not be uh, at 95 million, but I, I think it will be a very hefty number. Uh, with, with, with Mel Tucker, no matter how they agree on it. I, I just think that you know this is because it's Michigan State and it's you know two guys, like you said, uh, it's a, quite the flex for them. Like you know, they, they don't typically do this. And so it'll be interesting to see how it affects other contracts. That was the reaction I was getting from administrators, that Mel Tucker, great coach but hasn't really won anything, is about to get Dabo money, Saban money, Jimbo money, and how does that affect the rest of the market?
0: Adam, we always appreciate it, my friend. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to you next week.
9: Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Some good Browns injury news coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the
7: fan. Fan traffic.
8: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: Look out for a crash on Salmo Road just south of Hard Road. You have slow traffic on northbound 71 between Greenlawn Avenue and 70. Slow traffic southbound 71 between 5th Avenue and East Broad. Slow traffic northbound 71 between 270 and Gemini Parkway. A little bit of a slowdown on 70 westbound between Miller Avenue and 71. And you have some slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street. This report is sponsored by Tech and Pfizer festivals football the great outdoors some people say fall is the best time of the year it may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID 19 sponsored by BionTech and pfizer i'm chris harden for 97.1 the fan traffic common man here for care heating
0: and cooling can i tell you a secret one of my joys in life is a good clean out once in a blue moon i will take it to the next level i have an air vent right over the toilet so when i know a wild ride is coming I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Listen to this show and feel better about yourself.
0: This is, is, is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Bone is out. Eric Reeser is with me. I'm half drunk. We're doing Thanksgiving wishes today that have nothing to do with wishes. It's just what you're thankful for. Send in your thankful list at Man and Bone971. And I will play the, the piano music for you. Of course, do that on Twitter. All right, I got some good injury news for your brownies. Hit me, Kareem Hunt, Jack Conklin, both off of IR. No guarantee they're going to play this weekend. That's still up in the air. But they have the they have the possibility. There's a possibility of them playing. That's
5: good news. Good news. The Conklin more so, I think, than than the Kareem Hunt news. Um, I don't know if Baker Mayfield can get any more injured outside of actual body parts falling off at this point. But having Conklin there shores up probably the best offensive line in football and they can just hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and turn it into a, you know, a running clock because they're running the ball so much on Baltimore. It's a Sunday night game. You can hear right here on the fan if you're so inclined. But for Kareem Hunt, it's a calf injury. And so when Chubb was dealing with a similar thing earlier in the season, uh, when he was cleared, he still needed some time to rest. Because you're just not sure what that gives, especially with how violent Kareem Hunt runs. I don't know how much you guys pay attention to him running, but it always feels like he's levitating in the air at some points. Yep, yep. At any moment, like his knee could hit someone's helmet, and that's it. Um, so I, I, I'm a little less bullish on Kareem Hunt coming back just because I think you can lean on Nick Chubb, and you would want to lean on Nick Chubb because you have a bye week. So... For Hunt, getting him back for the next Baltimore game, which happens in three weeks, I think would be a better target. But getting Conklin back now shores up the offensive line to protect
0: Baker. What little is left of him. How nervous are you about the state of your football team very, right now? Very nervous. Are you bordering on angry, like T Bone is, or just more concerned? I can't
5: feel anger with the Browns anymore. They've killed you. They've completely they've killed, killed it. your nerve endings. Uh-huh. I I feel joy when they win, but in terms of like this situation with Baker and him telling fans how to be fans, and the coaching staff not being the adults and telling him that he needs to sit down, it, it's I I'd feel like it's just very much uh, appreh. No, it's apathy. Okay, I am just right.
0: apathetic to this because the Browns is the Browns, right? Uh, I saw some tweets today from uh, my guy down in Cincinnati, Lance McAllister, longtime broadcaster down there. He's a big Bengal fan. Mm -hmm. And just some interesting little tweets. It really means nothing. But he's on this penalty kick right now, comparing Marvin Lewis coach teams to Zach Taylor coach teams. He's not necessarily saying Zach Taylor is awesome or Zach Taylor is smart. But what he is sort of outlining here is that Zach Taylor football teams tend to be a little bit more disciplined than Marvin Lewis football teams. Marvin Lewis football teams averaged 100 penalties per year over his 16 seasons with the Bengals. Uh, The current Bengals have 40, which is the fewest in the NFL, and they're on pace for 68. All right? Which I think is interesting. Yeah. This is not necessarily just a trend for this year, too, but this stat really stuck out at me. Delay of game penalties. Marvin Lewis, in 2009 And the Bengals had 15 delay of game penalties. All right. One season, 15 delay of game penalties. To put that in perspective, Zach Taylor, throughout his entire time coaching the Cincinnati Bengals, has had 13 in 42 games. I know how you feel about Zach Taylor. I'm not the biggest Zach Taylor fan. No, I'm not the biggest Zach Taylor fan. And. I think a lot of the early season success of this team was your quarterback going out there and taking control yeah. and saying, here's what we're going to do, and the head coach went along for the ride. Now, maybe because of that, your head coach has more confidence, not just in the guys he has on the field, but in himself, sure, to make the right call. And I'm not writing off Zach Taylor completely, but I still contend that when this team is ready to take the next step, Zach Taylor will not be the head coach.
5: Well, I think he can grow in to a coach that they might be able to do something with. Um, Full
0: disclosure: I'm not a fan of boy genius coaches. Well, there I are, know that's the trend in the
5: league, and that's going to get not worse a fan in that regard. But I think you know it was. It's obvious to anybody that Joe Burrow had a better, a higher, high, you know, higher football IQ than his head coach. Yes. And so I do think, like, you're right, that it does give Taylor a little bit more confidence in the guys he has out there to make good football decisions, unlike what you have in Cleveland with a coach with an IQ and a quarterback with, well, it depends. Um, going back to just those, the penalties in terms of Marvin Lewis uh, and Zach Taylor and their coaching tenures, Marvin Lewis might be skewed because he had Vontez Perfect and Pac-Man Jones on some of his team, Well, yes, and that's why <laughs> and there's another know. stat here
0: about unnecessary roughness yes. penalties and how those were off the charts. But, you know, Vontaze Perfect and Pac-Man Jones have nothing to do with delay of game penalties. That's true. Either. You're right. That's just not getting your having your stuff together on the sideline, Not sidelines. being able to
5: communicate with your quarterback. And, again, I, I do think Joe Burrow's football IQ, I will say, is much higher than Andy Dalton's and
0: probably higher than Carson Wentz's. The NFL is set to settle with the city of St. Louis for 790 million and I'm sad. They'll pay out a bunch of cash, but we're not going to get to see the owner wanted the fight. I wanted the fight. I wanted the disclosure Damn. of the owners. I wanted to look inside their books. I wanted things to get ugly. I wanted the owners to turn on each other. I wanted the show. And I thought Cincinnati or Cincinnati St. Louis was going to hold steady and say, "No, you can't pay us off. We want the show. We want to expose you." That's the main goal of this, not financial restitution. Well, that number got too high, I guess, for them to ignore. They took the $790 million, and they're going to call it a day. Ted DiBiase is right. Everyone has a price. That's right. And
5: I think you'll find with the, the John Gruden uh, lawsuit coming up that the NFL will do everything it can to not have to open their books, their emails, anything to get exposed, and they will pay whatever they think will get someone to say, all right, we're good. That, that's Perhaps a great that's settlement. the case.
0: I, I just... I wonder if John Gruden is ready for everyone to see his emails too. I mean, we've seen. I, I agree. Yeah, we've I don't seen so. a select few of them, but if you sue, you're going to have to disclose and show all of them and really open up into your character. Maybe he's not concerned about that. Maybe he thinks that
5: what the NFL is hiding is much worse Could be. than what he's got. But I I, look, I, man, I'm just here for the show. I want that. Yes. I want court. Like, I want Judge Judy to do this whole thing. Judge with Jerry the NFL. Springer now. Maybe both of them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just to oversee this thing, televise it. And if the NFL's smart, they can maybe sell some merchandise and recoup some of their costs.
0: NFL guys give their Thanksgiving hot takes. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan.
7: Fan traffic.
8: From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
7: Look out for a crash on Morse Road at Sinclair Road. You also have a crash on Sawmill Road south of Hard Road. You have slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street. Westbound 70 is slow between Miller Avenue and 71. Northbound 71 slow traffic between 670 and 11th Avenue. And you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between 270 and Gemini Parkway. This report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1, the fan traffic.
0: with arms wide open the way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you the customer at the end of every interaction with care care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust the kings of local social
1: media twitters and twatters this is common man and t
0: Bone is out today. Eric Reeser is with me. The pre-gobble-gobble edition of the show. I am half drunk. I started the show half drunk. I got to be honest, I'm probably three-quarters drunk at this point. Paul Keels and I back there, throwing back a few before the show. How's it going to sound by 5 o'clock? Uh, it's going to be great because it's going to be the solo Eric Reiser experience. <laughs> when I'm passed out in the corner urinating I'm on I'm going to turn the microphone on and just put it next to you. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, oh by the way, Thanksgiving wishes, which is just what you're thankful for, can be serious, sarcastic, whatever, send us your tweets with all of that at manandbone971. We will do that at 434. But before we get to the Thanksgiving food hot takes, allow me to share this with you. It'll be a fairly obvious joke at the end, but uh, crew assistant Ezra Hendrickson is the new Chicago Fire head coach? So the Chicago Fire have said no one is better than Ezra. See what Scott. I did? Because this is better than Ezra. I feel the joke is always good when you have to explain it. It's like out of our blue I, we You didn't have to explain it. See what you don't understand? Is that's that's the, that's blue the best thing. Is everything in the world, and we're rising out of it. My Actually, I don't know either what it is. We don't understand
5: it. Well, you don't understand it. Let me explain it to you. Why you don't understand
0: it. We also got an announcement saying Lower.com Field will host another World Cup qualifier against El Salvador on January 27th. That'd be cold. I assume so. Well, you can just go outside and keep spraying those aerosol cans and hope that it's warm. Yep. On January 27th.
5: (laughs) That's what your goal is.
0: There is a very good song by athlete, British band athlete, called El Salvador. Go listen to it later. It's my recommendation to you. Uh, Thanksgiving hot takes. Bill Belichick actually showed that he has a personality. He was asked about Thanksgiving food and his favorite Thanksgiving food. He said on WEI, The Racist. Oh boy, it would be hard for me to turn down any type of potatoes. Actually, you know what? I'm giving him way too much enthusiasm. He's very chipper. Right. It's well, I it was probably like, "Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Probably be hard for me to turn down any type of potatoes. I'll go with whatever. Mashed potatoes, scalloped, baked, load them up. Throw some butter on there. Starch me up. Starch me up. Starch him up. Your favorite potato, give it to me. Sweet. Sweet just like plain? You want a casserole? How do you want it? I want it cut up and deep fried. Ooh, a sweet potato fried. Cut up and deep fried. Mm-hmm. You know who's got a, a seasonal sweet potato fry is Culver's has a sweet potato fry. Any good? It's fried sweet potatoes. Even like
5: the bags you can get at a Kroger or a Giant Eagle and just put them in the deep fryer are wonderful. Uh, Matt Judon plays for the Patriots.
0: Apparently... Thanksgiving food, a hot topic with the Patriots So was this
5: the topic? Yeah. I was wondering, like, when
0: they were doing show prep. He had a hot take about his least favorite Thanksgiving food. Belichick said, starch me up. I want potatoes. Matt Judon said, he hates macaroni and cheese. He said, I'm going to have to fight everybody in the house one by one. And I'm going to wait until they eat their macaroni and cheese, get sluggish, and then I'm going to whoop them. He said he never liked macaroni and cheese, but, and here's what I tell my daughter all the time, he tries it every so often because taste buds change, and he wants to make sure that he doesn't still like it. We have a rule in our house. I don't have a problem with my daughter eating food. I have a problem with her swallowing and chewing the right way because she's so excited to eat the food. Sometimes she forgets to chew, but there are some things that she either doesn't find very appealing at first glance, or at first bite doesn't really like, we have a rule, three bites of everything. You try everything. If after three bites you don't like it, you don't have to eat it, but you've tried it. And so I think Matt Judon has the right take here. He's going to try macaroni and cheese every single year. He says it's disgusting, says he's never liked it, He says, every time I try it, it's the same thing, and it's never going to change. It's never going to get better, all right? I'm almost 30 now. I'm pretty set in my ways, and it's disgusting. Get it off the table. The bathrooms will be less busy. He had me until he said he's almost 30 because his taste buds will continue to change. They will, but drastically. You know, normally, I'm going to channel my inner chops here. Ah, kid food, adult food. Macaroni and cheese is kid food right yeah so if you like it you probably like it when you're a kid then you continue to like it when you're an adult because it reminds you of being a kid i don't think he's going to grow into mac and cheese in his 30s he's probably just never going to like it
5: probably i mean there's a chance you know if you do a lobster mac or you do one of the fancier i say adult kid foods adult kid foods which just like
0: little penises in the macaroni and cheese the adult i was thinking
5: like spongebob shapes but you you know go ahead but yeah, that that's fair, and he's not just giving a hot take just to have that bite out there, because he's he's actually saying, "No, I've given it a chance." Well, I, this has angered his teammates. His teammates have turned on him. Stuff like this angers everybody because everybody loves mac and cheese, and so he even said that like, he was going to have to fight his family. Now,
0: I he heard the locker room. I heard Beamer talking about this, where he said that macaroni and cheese wasn't really a big part of his Thanksgiving, and it was really never a part of mine. I think it's more of a cultural thing. I think macaroni and cheese at a Thanksgiving table is bigger in the black community. We never had it. I mean, I love macaroni and cheese. It was just never a Thanksgiving staple. No. Maddie Ice says they've got like four different kinds of macaroni and cheese. Okay. They what? got regular mac and cheese. They got buffalo mac and cheese. I don't know if they're doing a lobster mac and cheese. Adult kid food. Buffalo mac, adult kid food. Maddie Ice's mother is making enough food for 97 people. He was saying, like, crab cakes? Crab cakes. Well, he, like, gives her a request list. Okay. And she's so nice, she makes everything on the list. If I were to give my mom a request list, she'd smack me right in the face. Yeah. He said that her secret weapon is barbecue meatballs, which I have never had, and I asked him what that was, and he said it was meatballs instead of tomato sauce, though. It's barbecue sauce. Okay. No? I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. We had pasta.
5: We had actually spaghetti and red sauce growing up a lot. Like that would be part of Thanksgiving. We
0: had we had Italian food with traditional Thanksgiving pierogies, kibasi,
5: sauerkraut.
0: Oh, like so you you like part of it? You went everywhere. Yeah. And
5: pasta, young pasta and Youngstown, a lot and, of cultures and mesh sauerkraut slam together. All right. So I you know yeah. I understand if you want to go outside of the box with a little bit, because I think everybody does for the most part. And mac and cheese is something that it's either a staple or
0: it's sprinkled in. Everybody has you know, their traditional Thanksgiving list, what they like, what they don't like. We do this every single year. Uh, this is Les Miles. He's no longer coaching, but aside from all the sexual assault allegations, he's number one in my heart because of stuff like this. Here is Les Miles talking about his favorite, thanksgiving foods
4: i am the easiest man to please when it comes to food um i i have to be honest i think it's a uh i think it's definitely the turkey with a warm gravy um maybe it's the last um uh, spoon or fork of food on the plate you know that has a little bit of salt and pepper and maybe a little bit of the uh turkey and gravy and, and some of the stuffing that would be there and maybe just a, a smidgen of that uh, cranberry stuff, right? Not like a big, not kind of overwhelm the last bite, but that right there, oh my goodness, right? That last bite's worth a lot. Um, I might add that uh, the turkey sandwich with uh, mayonnaise, mustard, onions, and a little salad, a little uh, little uh, lettuce, kind of makes, makes for good eating later too, doesn't it? Well, she hadn't mentioned that. I haven't had my lunch yet.
0: This guy won a national championship. Incredible! I'm amazed by that on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Gives you a real window into the man's soul. What's the uh, What's the
5: sandwich the day after look like for you? Are you a big sandwich guy? Yeah, it's just turkey and whatever's in there. Like I'll do turkey and stuffing or turkey and corn. Can I tell you a little tip on the
10: stuffing? Sure.
0: Because I I like stuffing in my sandwich. Mm-hmm. All right, but what I like to do is get a you know skillet nice and hot on the on the stove melt a little butter in there take the cold stuffing smash it down almost form it into a cake and so it gets a butter crust on the stuffing and throw that in your sandwich. That is that okay? A crusty on the outside and the stuffing, the stuffing stays creamy. have made. Creamy on the inside, yes. It's pretty good. See, usually I'll just Carb get too hungry up. and I'll
5: just go cold. Everything cold. I won't waste any of the time to actually heat any of it up. Oh, well, you got to put it in like a panini press nope. or something. That'll change your life. The, also, there'll be like leftover dinner rolls. And so they just mash them all together. Maddie Ice is very upset
0: with me that I wasn't making bread tomorrow. But here's my reason: That's a process. But bread is too, I, I make bread all the time, but bread is too co- time consuming yep. because I'm making all the other crap. If everybody else was in charge of the other food, then I would make bread because I would have time. I got too many things going tomorrow. I don't have time for bread. Also, I was
5: wondering if we're doing the overrated portion of Thanksgiving, I would say it's gravy.
0: Gravy's overrated. Gravy's overrated. That's interesting. Just because you've had bad gravy? No, I, I don't
5: think I've ever had bad gravy, actually. I think it's when people ladle it onto the, all of their food, or you have a plate, or and it's swimming in gravy, you taste nothing else. And if that's what you want to do, fine. I don't want to sit here and tell anybody how to Thanksgiving. Far be it for me. But I think gravy should be used as you know something you can add to food
0: to give it an extra taste. See, I Not think... Not be the food. I think stuffing... Is overrated. Not because I don't like stuffing. Because I like bread in all of its forms. Mm -hmm. Cubed up, dried, put in the oven with copious amounts of salt. I like that. But my problem is, is that people take too much time making homemade stuffing. And I've only had a few in my entire existence where I've said, all right, mildly better than stovetop. It's a labor of love. I enjoy a stovetop stuffing. Yeah. You want to pimp out your stovetop stuff? I'm going to put some sausage in mine tomorrow, but the base of it will be stovetop. Last year, I went all out, cubed the bread myself, homemade stuffing, seasoned it, made everything. How long did it take? It was a pain in the ass. It was like the hardest thing that I made. It was just a labor, and I hated it. And when I was eating it, I was saying, this tastes good. It's not better than stovetop. Yep. Take me five minutes. That's incredible how they figured out something that takes so much time to do. It's easy for them. Uh, Ryan Day with his radio show today. We'll hear from the coach coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan
7: fan traffic.
8: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: We're looking at a crash on Sawmill Road south of Hard Road. Another crash on Morse Road at I-71. Slow traffic northbound 71 between 670 and 11th Avenue and further north between 270 and Gemini Parkway. Slow traffic as well southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad and on northbound 71 between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. We're seeing slowdowns as well on the north side. 270 eastbound between U.S. US-23 and I-71. This report is sponsored by Duncan. <laughs> the holidays are here, and luckily, Duncan is here to help you sip through every part of them. With a peppermint mocha signature latte or a toasted white chocolate signature latte, America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer exclusions apply. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life... ...is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet, so when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time, and then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face... As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Submit your rivalry week photo or video to the fan using hashtag Ohio's biggest sports team on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for your chance to win. A pair of tickets to Ohio State Duke. It's basketball, of course. Visit 971thefan.com for more info. Colin Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on the fan. Bone is out today. Eric Reeser is with me. The Thanksgiving Eve edition of the show. Ryan Day with his radio show today. Of course, saying many of the same things he said during the press availability yesterday, but because it's Buckeye Week, I or Michigan Week. Well, it is Buckeye Week. You can't say Michigan. I can say whatever I want. I hate that. That's true. Meat chicken, Michigan. You want to block out the M's on social media? Do what you want. I've never bought into that, where it's like, we can't say the name of the state. All right. I have no problem saying the name of the state, because it's usually followed by Ohio State kicked Michigan's ass. Yeah. At least for the past eight Eight tries. Uh, Ryan Day on his radio show today talked about how it's a year-round emphasis on this game.
6: We live it uh, every day of the year, and it's part of um, you know the recruiting process. Uh, it's when you come here, number one job, number one goal every year is to win this game. So, put all the championships and all that stuff aside. I mean, that's just part of what it means to be a Buckeye. So, uh, it, it makes it special when you're when you're playing for um, you know an opportunity to go to Indy, certainly. But every year, it's it's obviously the biggest game in the schedule.
0: He's not lying. That's true, but our thinking has evolved so much since this game became a thing. For example, if you go into the Woody, they have a schedule on the wall, week one. It doesn't end with this game. It has Big Ten championship game on there, playoff games, national championship game. Right, That's all on the schedule. They know what their goal is every single year. So, of course, their goal is to beat Michigan. But it's become so much more than that. For Michigan, I'm sure that is the ultimate goal because they haven't done it. They haven't played in a Big Ten championship game. They don't know what that's like. Think about that for a second. Jim Harbaugh has not played in a Big Ten championship game. Nope. That is unbelievable to me. But you don't win this game. Chances are you're not going to do it. Don't go. This so, is the de facto East Eliminator. Of, of this is course how it, it should is. be. So yes, everything is on this game, but there's a much bigger prize at stake as well. Uh more about the game.
6: Yeah, you know, every time you're you're playing in this game, uh th- there's everything on the table for sure. And um that just it's kind of like that every time we get on the field to be quite honest with you. However, uh this this year it's great. You know, two top 10 matchups. The winner goes to Indy. Uh the loser doesn't, you know, and and that's certainly real, but uh you know, every time you play this game, uh, it, it means a ton.
0: Here is Ryan Day talking about how he thinks his team is prepared for anything.
6: yeah We've been through a lot this year. I think that's one of the things that uh, you know I appreciate about this team is that uh, you know not everything's gone perfect, and uh, along the way we've got some scars, we've got some callus, we've got a little bit of an edge to us, and, and so we've we've been in a bunch of styles of games. We've lost a game, we've won big, we've won close, and so because of that, I, you know I don't think our guys flinch when, when things don't go exactly their way, and, and you know it usually goes one of three ways. Usually you know you jump out in front, you go. You jump way behind, and you got to catch up, or or it's a back and forth game, and you have to have a plan for all three of those. You know, if you if you don't at least talk about those going in, the minute it happens, you can start to really struggle and get distracted. And so, and we try to prepare for you know, one of those three things.
0: Let me ask you, Reaser, because it's your first and only time on the show this week. How do you think this game is going to go on Saturday? Do you think that Buckeyes will jump out to an early lead and? Things will be more comfortable, or you think it's going to be pretty neck and neck early on? I think it's going
5: to be neck and neck early on. Like I do think Ohio State separates later in the game, but I think because of Travion Henderson and just being the elite talent that Ohio State, so has you at, think that this is a four spot, quarter game? We're I not going to have a
10: situation
0: like last week. No, <laughs> no. And well, that that was the extreme, you know What I mean, it. we've seen this Ohio State offense put up twenty four points easy in a quarter. Yep. Right, you don't think we're going to see that. I do not. On I, I I do think that this is going
5: to be where Michigan's going to be able to because they've put such an emphasis on it all season long, run the ball and control the clock. And I think Ohio State's defense is going to struggle just because of the the gravity behind the situation, you know, or the of Michigan's situation rather. And again, Michigan's ability and their you know, they they haven't had, like Ohio State's had, changes in what they do during the season. Michigan's been about one thing and really one thing only, offensively and defensively for the entire year. I think that's a strength that's going to help them early on in this game. They can't get into a shootout because they'll get killed. And I think they know that, and so that's advantage Michigan early on.
0: Bone and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, about who you would pluck from Michigan. Not on this year's team, but in the history of this rivalry since you've been watching. Ohio State and Michigan. Is there a player on Michigan? Charles Woodson. See, that's the, that's the easy answer. And if I had to pick one, that would probably be my answer, too. Just because he's so good, yep. and I want him playing on my team. But if I'm going to go off the board, I was actually reading today in the Players' Tribune, which I forget about that website. When it first launched, <laughs> it was a big deal. But it still exists, and they still have some pretty cool articles on there. But I read a piece today from Denard Robinson former Michigan quarterback who suffered nerve damage, who then went on and became like wide receiver, running back guy, sort of a slash position guy. And the crux of the article was him writing about how people ask what happened to him. And he said, well, life happened to me. I had nerve damage, couldn't play quarterback in the NFL, went and was drafted in the fifth round by Jacksonville, became a running back, had a nice season, got hurt again. Now I'm uh, a scout guy for the Jags and raising my son, and I'm a good family man. And there was more to it than that, but it was about his love for Michigan and that place and how he always feels special there. And he'll be watching the game this weekend, rooting on, you know, meat chicken against the Buckeyes, as he should. But I always admired the hell out of that guy. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember that senior year when he could not throw the football, and I was still terrified. When he got the ball, because he was going to give it a thousand percent and make something happen. He never took a playoff, that guy. And I, there was never a point, you know, he, he says he thinks he could have played quarterback in the NFL. I don't necessarily think he could have played quarterback in the NFL. Probably not. He would have, he would have gone and, and had a job, maybe as a backup quarterback or gotten a cup of coffee. Maybe he proves everybody wrong, but. He never looked like an, an NFL quarterback to me. What no. he was, was a hell of a college football quarterback. He was a football player. He was a indeed.
5: A hell of a player. Tough dude. Yeah. And, and one of those guys that, and there are, you know, I'd say every year there are a couple of guys on that team that play so hard that you just respect them and you appreciate their game. And so you're happy that, to beat them. You're v- but, thrilled to But beat you them. can respect the way they play. And in some years you're thrilled to pile it on them. Yes. Like Jabril Peppers. Like I remember the, thinking that guy's game was awesome but just not being able to stand him.
0: I don't know it was necessarily him that I couldn't stand or the announcers who would just give him hickeys every single time Love, he Don was him. on television. He's good. It was ridiculous. He was good. <laughs> Still only had one pick his entire yes. career. Uh, Thanksgiving wishes. What are you thankful for? We'll do it coming up next with soothing piano music. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
7: Van traffic
8: from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: On the north side, look out for a crash eastbound 270 as you approach 71. It's on the right shoulder and it's causing stop and go traffic from US 23. You also have a crash on Hamilton Road at Livingston Avenue, a crash on Sawmill Road south of Hard Road, another crash on Morse Road at I-71. This report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The number one show in the world, according to the
1: Panama TED Internet Research Group.
0: That doesn't make sense. This is Man and Bone. Happy Thanksgiving. Bone is out today. Eric Reeser is with me. And it's time. Turn this music off. It's time for some Thanksgiving wishes. We weren't going to go with saliva. Now, I shared my wishes with you earlier. Would you like a recap? Or so we had enough? I'm thankful for so many things this year. In no particular order, bear with me, I'm thankful for Matt Nagy, that he'll be fired soon. So is Justin Fields' spleen. I'm thankful for early season college basketball tournaments. No one's in the stands, but at least we get midday live sports during the week. I'm thankful that my friends on QVC are always scaring us, talking endlessly about supply shortages, but they magically somehow have everything in stock. That too. I'm thankful to my lovely wife, Who had to drive my car for the first time in six months yesterday. Only to cause thousands of dollars in damage by driving over a decorative rock. In our landscaping, somehow it was the rock's fault, too. The guy, the rock, not the actual rock. Dwayne. And I'm thankful for my daughter, who constantly reminds me that I don't look like the other dads when my shirt is off. I don't know where and why she's looking at so many other shirtless men, but I... Consistently show her a picture of naked T bone just so she can see what the worst case scenario is. Finally, I'm thankful to all of you. Almost 20 years at this place, and you jokers are still listening. I appreciate your time more than you'll ever know. Happy Thanksgiving. Reeser? Perspective is important, man.
5: And I too am thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful for Central Ohio and Central Ohio winds who get to have an Ohio State-Michigan game. I didn't go to Ohio State, but growing up from Columbus, I went to Upper Arlington, knowing how important this rivalry, this game, this week, this is to the yearly calendar, how everybody looks forward to the final Saturday in November, Ohio State-Michigan. Boys at noon, please. It's great to have. And I know they say, like absence makes the heart grow fonder. While we may never be fond of Michigan fans and them Ohio State fans, This is something that we all love together. Togetherness is important. I'm thankful the Browns have reverted to being the Cleveland Browns.
0: Makes you feel better, doesn't
5: it? Mm Mm-hmm. A franchise quarterback telling fans to quiet down, saying he doesn't care how they feel about him. The more things change, man, the more they stay the same. I'm thankful that in two years, Baker Mayfield's name will be added to that fun quarterback jersey. And finally, I'm thankful for the Blue Jackets and the Cavs. Both teams were supposed to be bad this year, I was told. But they've been fun so far, so I'm going to call them fun bad for
4: 2021 and 2022. Thank you, Reaser. Teddy. All right. I'm thankful for having two great bosses in the Platinum Fox and Marco. I'm thankful for The Bone for buying me a Fifth Avenue candy bar. I'm thankful for Reaser. He's filling in today when nobody else wanted to. I'm thankful for Timmy Hall. He filled in on, He's going to fill in on Friday, and he's always able to carry the conversation. I'm thankful for the Panamanians who gave me my start in radio. And last but not least, I'm extremely thankful for the one man, a common man, if you will. Oh, I was waiting. Who I owe everything to. And without <laughs> him, I would probably be filling vending machines on Thanksgiving Day at a FedEx facility in Grove City. Thank you, Common Man. I was—I
0: thought you were going to leave me out. No, no, I couldn't it. You owe your entire life to me. Gennaro Garcia says, My guys, I'm not playing sound because we have piano music. It would sound weird. I'm thankful for my family, my health, and the opportunity to get out and see the Buckeyes tonight in Fort Myers. And thankful for the fan and Tim Hall, too. Hashtag must be nice. Mm. Timmy's getting some love on this show today. I don't know why. John says, my guys, I'm thankful for my loving wife, family, friends, IndyCar being great again, and being able to smile every day from three to six. Happy Thanksgiving. JR says, I'm thankful for ghost poops. If people don't know what that is, it's when one goes to wipe one's nether regions after letting one fly. One discovers, much to one's surprise, that there's nothing on the paper. Yes, I concur, Jr. Those are the best. I have maybe once a year one of those poops. And the problem is, though, I still don't trust it. So I go back and wipe three times just to make sure. And then that defeats the entire ghost poop because I've wiped three times. Yeah, but you can't leave it to chance. You can't chance it ever. No, because sometimes it's hiding in there. Because sometimes I think you get a ghost poop and then you go in for the second wipe and you're like, oh, I'm glad I did this because I was wrong. Foliage? it's sometimes tough to work through my gal jen says i'm thankful for you common man and absent t-bone for making life seem somewhat normal over the past 20 months i'm also thankful for my husband who's had plenty of reasons to leave me over the last year but he's still here dealing with my dumpster fire life and dealing with you listening to this show benjamin says my guys i'm thankful to be home with my family and friends I'm thankful for another year of good health. I'm thankful for vaccines and doctors and scientists. And last but not least, I'm thankful for Common Man and T-Bone. I can't read this because it has all the M's crossed out. (laughs) Uh, But he says, I'm thankful for Jim Harbaugh always having sleepovers with recruits wearing pleated khakis and picking boogers and eating them. Uh, a lot of thankful for Jim Harbaugh is still coaching at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Brandon says, I'm thankful for British man and Wisconsin bone. It's British woman, really.
3: Oh, hello, Eric Risa. What is the
0: queen thankful for?
3: Oh, I'm very thankful that Philip Rivers is coming over to throw out my back. We're going to get at it.
5: Does he take his
0: nine children with him? Or? He's
3: got more than nine now. Good for him.
0: Uh, Keck Flexington says he's thankful for Muggsy's Leaper. Me too. Uh, Gil McGeddon says, I'm thankful for the ass whipping that my Buckeyes are going to put on that team up north. Hashtag go Bucks. Chet says, my guys, thankful for the WhatsApp technology. My wife and I spend many months apart. She's mostly in Brazil and I'm mostly in Columbus. Being able to see and talk makes our lives bearable. Like tomorrow, we'll both be spending Thanksgiving alone and very thankful for her, too. I hope you show your genitals to each other and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I added that. Uh, Zola the Pola says, I'm thankful for brick cheese. Really does help put the homemade Detroit-style pizzas over the top. Because, you know, the real Detroit pizzas, they use the Wisconsin brick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I find that interesting, but I no don't know else that. Does. I would just have assumed it was just mozzarella shredded. Joe Burrow's burner says, "My guys, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful that Mike Brown isn't being as cheap as he usually is this past year. He's finally opened up his wallet and signed a lot of nice free agents and made some good trades. Hopefully, this continues for a Christmas miracle and the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Let's not get carried away. But <laughs> it is a nice, it is a nice season." Uh, Kenny says I'm genuinely thankful for all at 971 The Fan for all your live and recorded shows I'm 45 no family no friends I go months without talking to someone in person this sounds like my heaven by the way some might say I'm a recluse I can't thank you enough for giving me an entertaining tether to the world I hate Kenny your world sounds magical truly your kindred spirit no kidding wow uh, Toby says, my guys, I'm thankful for my daughter who turns three on Friday. And I'm thankful for my family, especially for my dad beating cancer at the beginning of the year. Hell yes, Toby. Hope dad is doing well. Uh, Baconhouse says, my guys, I'm thankful that my family is healthy and doing great. And for my dogs, is it Ricker or Riker? We're dealing. And Carmen, who we love very much. Lastly, I'm thankful my fiancé who sticks by me as I spend my day listening to you two idiots and laughing my ass off listening to your fart noises. That's right, Bacon House. I want to take a nap now with this music. Thank you for the Thanksgiving wishes. And you know what? You can keep sending them. We devoted this segment, but if we get some more that we feel are good, we can sprinkle them in. Could we bring back the piano sounds? Uh, Sure, the piano we actually hired a guy. There's a grand piano in the <laughs> in the studio right now. Just a guy named Earl. We had to get rid of the Papa shot. Playing the piano.
5: Can we do it during Rimmer's segment? Absolutely. Oh
0: what is that? Is that in my head? Like it always is? Yes, it is Rimmer. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
7: Fan traffic.
8: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: On the north side, look out for a crash eastbound 270 as you approach 71. It's on the right shoulder and it's causing a backup from US 23. You have a crash on Hamilton Road at Livingston Avenue and a crash on Morse Road at I-71. Slow traffic northbound 71 between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Southbound 71 is slow between 670 and East Broad and you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by Biotech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors, some people say fall is the best time of the year it may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID 19 sponsored by biotech and pfizer i'm chris harden for 97.1 the fan traffic
0: common man here for care heating and cooling can i tell you a secret one of my joys in life is a good clean out once in a blue moon i will take it to the next level i have an air vent right over the toilet so when i know a wild ride is coming I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This
0: is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone Bone is out today. Getting ready for the holiday tomorrow. Eric Reeser is with me. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. We have name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. In the 5 o'clock hour, we're doing Thanksgiving wishes. Wishes have nothing to do with it. I don't know why we've named it that. It's just pretty much what you're thankful for. Send in your tweets, at manandbone971, and I'll fire that piano right back up. He's here. We paid him for three hours. Might as well. On campus. Common Man and T-Bones.
1: On campus, the latest college sports news and notes.
8: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another furnace breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day furnace installation.
5: Reaser, if you pass out due to your excessive alcohol consumption, man, I'm gonna have Piano Guy do the rest. He's gonna of do the, the rest the of the show with me. <laughs> Earlier today, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports tweeted, "Quote: Hearing that Luke Fickle is staying at Cincinnati." recruits being told such. It's not great news if you're USC. That news added to the report of James Franklin agreeing to that 10-year extension to stay with Well, Penn that State. may be good
0: news for USC. Is that Avoid. They're not stupid and they don't hire James Franklin. That's true. I was going to
5: ask you this question. For Luke, do you think the final college football playoff ranking changes that at all? So, Say Cincinnati stays undefeated, but somehow gets left out of the college football playoff. Does he look at USC, Or does he look at another job that's open and go, well, I can't win here. I'm going to go try to win there. Or do you think he
0: is committed to the Bearcats? I mean, he's a uh, a pretty loyal guy. I have a feeling if he's going out there and telling recruits, hey, guys, I'm going to be here. I can't see him going back on that word. Not now. No. No, I I do think the Bearcats have a guy that
5: they're going to at least... Use you know at least have as their head coach uh, for the next couple of years. Former Buckeye and 1995 Heisman Trophy winner Eddie George is one of 26 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No brainer, right? No. What are we doing? A guy that yeah, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, what who's in is the, Hall the of point fame? of the Hall of Fame? Correct. In his first season, if you didn't know, he was the tennis. He's the head coach at Tennessee State.
0: Uh, they went five and six in his first season. He's in the running for the uh, Akron job. According to people who are familiar with that job, I am not. but and I, I can't tell you what type of head coach he'd make, but I know he was a hell of a player. Yeah. Now, not sure. Again, that, I
5: it's a tough place to win, as everybody uh, has found out. Minnesota running back Mohamed Ibrahim says he'll be rowing the boat in 2022. In a video posted to his Twitter account earlier today, Ibrahim, Ibrahim excuse me, reflected on the Achilles tear week one against the Buckeyes. Said that uh, he wants to end his Minnesota career on his terms and on a much higher note. So a big get back for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, because Ibrahim will be playing on Sundays, pending he can stay healthy. Um... Again, Minnesota, after that week one loss, was pretty much left just dead in the water. No pun intended there, but they were able to, uh, up till recently, stay in the running for the Big Ten West. And they have implications uh, in Saturday afternoon's game against Wisconsin for Paul Bunyan's axe. I don't think Minnesota can win it with a win, but they can keep the Badgers from going to Indianapolis. I'm sure that would be a nice end of the season. If you can't go, ruin uh, it for your rival. So talked about uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, the 10th-ranked Sooners have the 7th-ranked Cowboys Saturday at 730. It's a de facto Big 12 title game. There are some implications uh, based off of who wins. Maybe you could see Baylor in that title game, or you could just see Bedlam again. Um, but when Oklahoma heads to the SEC, that could be the end of that rivalry game. A 40-year-old Oklahoma man, Mike Gundy, told the Tulsa World he doesn't see it continuing once the Sooners head to the SEC, quote, I don't think it's a realistic thing that's going to happen based on the business side of Power
0: 5 conference football. I said this yesterday. I think that Oklahoma State winning that game and looking impressive winning that game could be the thing that leaps them over Notre Dame when the new college football playoff rankings come out next week. Because I don't think the committee really likes Notre Dame They respect them right now because they kind of have to. Yeah. Because there's nobody else knocking on the door. But if OK State takes care of Oklahoma this week, that will be a huge victory. They will value that. Yeah.
5: It was a couple weeks ago. uh, Gary Barter just made an an off. I I don't even think he was asked about the Cowboys, but just made a comment that they really respected Oklahoma State's defense, which is something you never think about. They're
0: setting the table for future stuff. They're giving validation to things that may happen in the future. Because the Big 12's dumb, they don't have
5: divisions, so they go by yeah, record and then I do know. a series of tiebreakers. <laughs> well, we won't have to worry about that much you know, longer. The only one. That is very, very true. You've grabbed the wrong mascot, or you grabbed the wrong goat, one cadet said to the other. Army's cadets nab wrong goat in effort to kidnap Navy's mascot. West Point cadets attempting to nab the U.S. Naval Academy's goat mascot ahead of their Army-Navy football game ended up grabbing a different goat. They went to the uh, farm in Maryland to grab... Uh, bill navy's mascot and they just took the wrong
0: one so i how do you know which one i don't know i mean i know that like farmers and stuff they can tell the difference right it's like oh that's piggly <laughs> wiggly connects. over there it's like why well, maybe if you're with them all the time i guess but if you're not I'm sure all the goats look the same right unless he's just you know waltzing around wearing
5: like the like the navy i think he's got like a i don't know what you call it on a goat but
0: outfit saddle sure saddle. Saddle. you put on goats I guess you could put a saddle Those on a Navy goat things, yeah uh, rundown is coming up next if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program we got you covered with the rundown I, I did that all wrong stupid drunk common man and t-bone on the fan
7: fan traffic
8: from the Logan AC and heat services traffic center
7: on the north side, look out for a crash. Eastbound 270 as you approach 71. It's on the right shoulder, and we're seeing stop and go traffic back from US 23. Slow traffic westbound 670 between 71 and 3rd Street. Westbound 70 is slow between 256 and 270. Slow traffic as well westbound 70 between Miller Avenue and 71. Northbound 71 is slow between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by Meyer. It's Black Friday all week long at Meyer. Right now, you can buy one, get one for a dollar on shoes, boots, or Or slippers for the whole family. Keep everyone's feet warm and cozy while you take advantage of this Black Friday deal and many more, only at your neighborhood mire. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Barely famous. Incredibly stupid.
0: Back to Man and Bone. Happy Thanksgiving. Bone is out today. Eric Reeser is with me. So tomorrow, we have nothing. Football. Well, we'll have things, but stuff. We'll have football games. No live shows emanating from here. No. We will be back on Friday, but I will not be. Bone will be back with, uh, who's he with? Timmy? Look at that. Love it. Two people interrupting each other for the entire show. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hell of a sales job there. What, are you not going to say anything now? Are you just going to stand over there? Beep, That's right, beep, man. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Thank you. Go away. Uh, what was I going to say? So, I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving. I may have had a few adult soda pops before the show today, lasting a lot longer than I thought you would. Well, it's, <laughs> so all all now, <laughs> it's all off the rails now,
5: It's all off the rails. Have to explain to Jeff Remmer why. Well, oh, he's not here
0: today. Yes. Uh, Name dropping is with my good friend Jody Shelley. Have you heard of him? That's my name I'm dropping. I'm a big fan of Thanksgiving. I was at the first one with my friend John Smith and Pocahontas. We broke bread together. I was on the
5: Mayflower. I'm old. That'd be a hell of a name to drop. John Smith? No, the the Mayflower. Oh, the Mayflower. (laughs) If in fact he was on that ship. Uh, my and buddy, not the one they had as like a replica downtown.
0: My buddy, uh, Joe Tardy, who listens to every single show, is also a disgruntled Chicago Bears fan like me. and He sent me his wishes. Hello, piano guy. He says, I'm thankful for all the wonderful food. I'm thankful to be estranged from most of my family so I won't have to suffer through a forced large gathering when all I want to do is stuff my face. I'm thankful that one way or another... The great communicator, a.k.a. Mr. Leadership, Matt Nagy, will soon no longer roam the Bears' sideline. It's long past time for a different incompetent boob to be in charge of setting the franchise back for generations. I hate this show. I don't know why I'm listening. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know why you're listening either. But I'm glad the piano guy is here. Mm -hmm. What, What did I name him earlier? I don't think you gave him a name. I did. I forget what I, I named no, him. I don't remember. We did name our Thanksgiving turkey in the house. We've oh, named him Fred. You're going to eat Fred. Yes, we're going to eat you're Fred. You're going to cut Fred. Fred is uh is salting in the refrigerator right now. Did a dry brine on Fred this morning. I've never heard of anybody doing that to a turkey. You we can, you can wet brine. Uh-huh, I've heard of that. Or you can dry brine. Dry brine is essentially just, you know, salt get under the skin there. Giving Fred a good rub. Apply copious amounts of salt and you let it sit in the refrigerator uncovered so everything sort of salts and dries out for at least 24 hours does it leave a smell in the fridge whenever you open it up It just bread. i mean it's not no because it's cold in there okay i mean we, we don't have one of those hot fridges that maybe you would have at your house <laughs> no but if you leave food uncovered sometimes no it's fine yeah it's okay so we're excited about it i did uh you can tell I'm not a hunter. Some people like to go out and kill their and own get food. Get the actual turkey. To me, the most disgusting thing that I've done all year is pull the giblets and neck mm. out of the cavity of this son bitch. Yeah. I I can't just even touching it
5: made me queasy. It's one of those things you can do a couple of times. Maybe once and then you're done forever.
0: And I know that all you people who are hunters out there are saying, you know, we're we we're, we're, we're processing it. This is what everybody should do for their food. Yeah, toughen up, Sally. That's well, that's fine. I won't. I'm a consumer. <laughs> rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown.
8: Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at kriegerford.com. Home of the Krieger Commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. Buckeyes getting ready
0: for meat chicken on Saturday. Of course, noon kick. On Saturday, catch all the action right here on The Fan. New playoff rankings were released last night. And I am right about very few things, but I was right about what these rankings were going to look like. So Georgia is number one, of course. Ohio State jumps two spots. They are up to number two. Alabama is down a spot to number three. Cincinnati up a spot to number four. So if the season ended now, which it doesn't, those are your four playoff teams. Meat Chicken is your first team out. They are up a spot to five. Notre Dame up two spots to six. Oklahoma State up two spots to seven. Let's not worry ourselves with Baylor, Old Miss. Probably not because they don't matter. And even I think Oklahoma doesn't matter. If there's going to be a Big Twelve team that crashes the party, it's going to be Oklahoma State. More than likely, if they get a big victory over the Sooners this weekend, and probably play them next weekend, right? Go to the Big Twelve championship <laughs> and get another big victory there. Then I can see where Oklahoma State would spoil the party. I I do not agree, though, that they can jump Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is at the point right now, the committee respects them enough that if they win their remaining games, they are in. I can't guarantee you, and this is where, you know, Bone gets frustrated. And I don't, I don't know why, because this is the way college football works. It's perfectly imperfect. We look at Notre Dame now, and whether the committee wants to say it or not, I think there's a stink on Notre Dame. They have failed so many times in the playoffs and failed miserably. They're not competitive in these games. The committee is looking for every opportunity to not include Notre Dame. If their hand is forced, of course they will do it. But Notre Dame is almost on probation right now because they've been so bad in the playoffs. If Cincinnati makes the playoffs this year, let's say they draw the Buckeyes, and they go out and they lose by 30 to the Buckeyes, people will remember that next year whether it's Cincinnati or UCF or one of these other you know, non-Power 5 schools that have an undefeated season, you will get the stink eye because of nothing you did, but because of something that Cincinnati may do in the postseason this year. That's the most common argument to schools
5: in the group of five that have successful seasons and that have a potential playoff push to be made. It's what if they go in and they face a a Power 5 champion and they get boat raced. You know, what if had UCF in 2017, they were undefeated that year, they go and they just get crushed by Alabama, the never again, we're not including any of the schools in the group of five, you join a big boy conference or you buzz off and you do your own little thing. And it's another argument why you don't want to expand the playoff, which I, I think is weird, but you have schools or you have teams like a Notre Dame that have no business competing for a national championship, go and get crushed by an Alabama or by a Georgia or by Ohio, an Ohio state never again.
0: Ohio State, of course, controls their own destiny. Uh, they will beat Michigan this week. Hopefully, they will not move up any further unless Georgia no. loses. But you know they've they've sort of cemented themselves at number two right now. And if they take care of business, I can't see them relinquishing that. Buckeye hoops, a big one against Florida tonight. This game is down in Fort Myers. Coverage starts at 7.30. Tip at 8.30 right here on the fan. Buckeyes beat Seton Hall the other night. And where are they playing down in Fort Myers? Do we know the name of that arena they're playing in? The Suncoast Credit Union Arena. I don't know anything about it other than I like it because it's warm and cozy. You and I were talking about this during the break where we know that it won't happen, but we wish that there was more of that environment here. Yeah. For home games, where other teams have to think about where they're going because the confines will be cozy and the atmosphere will be jumping and the buildings' acoustics make it loud all the time, yes, that can work against you if you're an opponent going in there, but... Both of those teams, Seton Hall and the Buckeyes, looked like they were feeding off of that building the
5: yeah. other night. and it ebbed and flowed. And, and the cool thing about some of these preseason tournaments, and even, you know, games in the NCAA tournament, is you get Seton Hall fans, you get Ohio State fans, and there were a lot of Ohio State fans there, but there were also Florida fans, and there were fans, I think it was uh, Iowa State uh, was the other team involved in that Final Four, but then you get Florida fans in there, and they start rooting against Ohio State,
0: and then, and then you just get that whole experience. Well, Fort Myers oh, and Naples, 3, that People. That whole Southwest Florida area, I've always talked about that as Columbus it's Part an Two. Yeah. There's so many Central Ohio people that live down there. And I know they were excited when this tournament was announced. And I assume that even though you're playing in Florida's home state tonight, there will be plenty of Buckeye fans represented. In it that might place. feel like a home game for Ohio State. Seven thirty right here on the fan. The NFL is set to settle with the city of St. Louis for 790 million dollars and i am sad about it they're gonna pay out a bunch of cash but we're not gonna see the owners open up their books and see the true transparency in the show of owners turning against each other city of st louis will get their money i guess almost 800 million dollars minus whatever they have to pay to attorneys but half i don't know if it's half but you know, just from a pure spectator standpoint,
5: I wanted to see chaos. Well, you were talking, you know, I'd said put Judge Judy up there and you said Judge Jerry Springer. Well, you can make it a hot bench and get Judge Joe Brown and have all three of them just grill both parties on this thing. And more so for the NFL to watch, like you said, the owners turn on each other and to watch the NFL have to force open their books, their communications, any document that would have to, anything to do with St. Louis and the move the Rams made out to Los Angeles, even building that oh, arena.
0: Look at you. <laughs> we're done. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Get out. Uh, some good Browns injury news: Kareem Hunt and Jack Conklin both off of IR. No guarantees they're both going to play this week, but as a uh, slightly depressed Browns fan, am I characterizing you? Sure. Appropriately, I don't know if it's I mean, at that, this point that depression. has to make you
5: feel good, right? I'm, I look, I'm, I'm excited that they can get Jack Conklin back, and maybe we don't get, you know, we don't have to see Baker Mayfield lose another body part or get something else broken. Um, and, and Kareem Hunt, I think, is the most dynamic player for the Browns offense. You can say it obviously goes to Nick Chubb and it should uh Sunday night in a game. You can hear on the fan against the Ravens, but having Nick Chubb at least, I don't know, you know, he's dealing with a calf injury and the violent style in which he runs might not lend him to be fully good to go at a hundred percent on Sunday, but you can get him out there for a couple of things. And you always, as Baltimore's defense would have to at least account for him. Maybe there's something you can, you know, something you can may hit the home run with Nick Chubb because they're looking at Kareem hunt. But if he's back this week in pads and warming up, then that gives me a greater confidence that you get the bye next week, and then you get Baltimore again in two weeks, he'll be fully go to that. And you can get a Browns offense that doesn't rely on Baker Mayfield, whose next step is just to lose the other arm.
0: They're all important now, yep. and as you mentioned it, you can catch that game Sunday night right here on The Fan. The Rundown. Sundown. Jim Harbaugh is very businesslike this week. We'll tell you what he had to say coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan, fan
7: traffic
8: from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
7: Look out for a crash on the north side. This is going to be eastbound 270 as you approach I-71. It's on the right shoulder and is causing a backup from U.S. 23. Another crash on Greenlawn Avenue west of U.S. 23. And you have some slow traffic to look out for on southbound 71 between 670 and east broad. Northbound 71 is slow between 270 and U.S. 36. This report is sponsored by Public Lands. Swing by the Public Lands retail store in Polaris for their lowest prices of the season. Score up to 30% off select stock. From the North Face, Columbia, Prana, and Black Diamond. Plus, big savings on brands that you love, like Garmin, Solo Stove, and Uni, and more. Learn more and shop at publiclands.com slash Columbus. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Like
1: a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is coming up at 534. Bone is out today. Eric Reeser is with me. We're doing... uh thanksgiving wishes throughout the program today i have some more here If you'd like me to read them absolutely deanna says i'm thankful to the pandemic for allowing this world to once again shut down on thanksgiving so my husband can spend the day with us and not have to work happy thanksgiving dean is okay with everyone dying all right (laughs) (laughs) no she's not i'm just teasing Uh, Richard Marks, different spelling, says, My guys, I'm thankful for my job with UPS right now. As crazy as it is, it pays okay and feels great earning money, taking care of my family, and not getting a handout from the government. Also grateful for OSU football. F. Michigan. Sure. Dustin says, Guys, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for Fishigan's decision makers keeping khaki pants around. As long as he th- he's there, we own that team. I'm thankful for my wife and kids. I have a stressful work day, although my job is great. Drive home in Southern California traffic every day, and they make my day when I walk in the door. Thank you, Dustin. Mark says, I'm thankful for my wife. We just had our one-year anniversary this weekend, and thankful for retiring at 55. God bless you. The most thankful for hearing a kindred soul like common man bitch about life and people every day. Thank you, Mark. That's why I do it. So that people like you and me don't feel like we're alone and say, oh, look at that guy. He's crazy like me. Solidarity in numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Harbaugh speaking to the media this week. Of course, Buckeye is getting ready for meat chicken on Saturday. Subdued. We talked about this with uh, Rittenberg this week and... You know, he didn't want to have any theatrics. He didn't really want to talk about, you know, stories and reminisce because it's 30 years ago. He guaranteed a victory and then went out and did it. And he said he didn't want to talk about that. He says, I know some people like to get up and pontificate about a thing they did in the past and have a ton of long stories about that, but I'm not one of those kind of guys. He was asked what he would do if a player on his team guaranteed a win on Saturday. He said, again, I'm not a guy that likes to talk about things that happened 35 years ago. I know some do, but I'm not one of them. Well, you have been that guy. Yeah. I mean, he has been the guy who's reminisced about things and, you know, back in the day it was done like this. I'm going to respect Bo, all of that stuff. He is much more business like. Now, who the hell knows if that's going to amount to a victory on Saturday, but He's certainly taking a different approach this year. Yeah, it looks better in defeat uh, than previous
5: seasons. You know, crushing a Buckeye on the, the gravestone of Bo Schembechler. I know in his press conference earlier this week, he channeled Bo a couple of times talking about how tackling and blocking and obviously, you know, football things are, are going to be important winning the game Saturday, which is, you know, very Jim Harbaugh to do is to kind of state the obvious instead of actually say really anything at his press conferences, but... You know, maybe it's humility. Maybe losing. You know, never having beaten Ohio State has humbled him. You know, Ohio State's going for its ninth consecutive win
0: in the series on Saturday. They work on a beat Ohio drill in practice. He says it's a run drill, one dr- run drill, and run stopping drill. All runs, all runs are between the tackles. Physicality, emphasis, and emphasis on Ohio State, keeping them in our minds every day of practice. He says they started doing the drill in the spring. Good, I know that you know Ryan Day does similar things as they do something for Michigan every single day. Uh, how Michigan prepares differently for this game? He says we prepare for it like it's the game. Everything I talked about earlier, the rivalry, and it's a playoff game. The winner gets to keep playing, and the loser does not. That's the most important thing. Yep. Right. I mean, from from their standpoint, of course. In our standpoint, too, you want to beat your rival every single time. Or if you're Jim Harbaugh, you want to beat your rival once. once. But it is super important because you're going to go play next week if you win this game. Yeah. Uh, I talked about C.J. Stroud. He said he's phenomenal. He's a fantastic player. Uh, We saw it in high school when he played. Knew he was going to be really good, and he's bringing it all to life, playing great. On his team's focus... He says, "I see it in their eyes. I hear the power in their voices. I see the confidence in their eyes. I think we're all feeding off each other like that. When I look at them, it feels like I'm looking in the mirror. I see the same confidence in them that I'm feeling inside of me." Yeah, well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is a talented team. You know, sometimes I look at Michigan's roster, and this game makes me nervous every single year because of the two teams in it. And what's at stake from a rivalry perspective. But most of the time I look at this and say, all right, Buckeyes are supremely more talented than Michigan. And if they don't go out there and just kill themselves, they'll be just fine. And I don't necessarily think that's the case this year. I know Ohio state's better than Michigan, but you're playing up there, which is always a tough place to be. And I want to say, this is the most talented Jim Harbaugh, Michigan team that, Ohio State's going to see. Do you agree? Probably, maybe 2016
5: might have had just as much talent. I forget which year that they had. You know, Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich, and they had and like first round NFL talent uh, on their defense. There's first just,
0: round NFL talent on this defense true, too, but
5: they just had Don Brown in that Rashawn Gary defense, and you know he didn't structure things very well to a modern offense, and that's different with this Michigan team. So. Yes, I, one of the most talented teams um, that Ryan Day has seen certainly in his time here um, from the Wolverines. And yeah, really anything that both teams have done leading up to the game doesn't matter because if you lose, that's it. That's it. And so there is, a, you know, a trapability for both of them. And I, I don't know. I don't know if there should be desperation with with Michigan and with Michigan's fan base, because you, you haven't beaten Ohio State, because maybe you just don't want to have that mindset going into something like this, it's just a football game that you need to go out there and win. You know, yeah. Throw everything else out. Throw the, the eight consecutive losses to your rival out the window. Throw how difficult things have been with Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. Go and win this game. And, and
0: most of it's kind of forgotten. Jackets... Uh, hosting winnipeg tonight over at nationwide we will do some name dropping with jeff rimmer coming up next common man and t-bone
7: on the fan fan traffic
8: from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
7: On the north side, look out for a crash eastbound 270 as you approach 71, and that's causing some stop-and-go traffic from US 23, even though the crash is off onto the right shoulder. You also have a crash on Greenlawn Avenue west of US 23, a stalled vehicle that blocks the left lane northbound 270 past I-670. Slow traffic as well, 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street. This report is sponsored by Duncan. Keep up this holiday season with Duncan's new pancake minis. Six fluffy pancakes with dipping syrup. Syrup, cheers with a creamy white mocha hot chocolate. Marry on with Dunkin's new delicious pancake minis. America runs on Dunkin. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. It's
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
1: Common Man and T-Bones. name drop With the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Rimmer.
8: Sponsored by Buyer's Imports
0: by the Airport. Every single Wednesday this year time, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. On the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Rims.
11: Happy Thanksgiving to you and all the 97.1 listeners. Sighting time.
0: You're from the booth tonight because... I am, So You
11: can't cut me off. I'm here for the rest of the show.
0: (laughs) The the Winnipeg Jets in town tonight. The return of Pierre-Luc Dubois. I would assume that he will hear some boo birds tonight. Is that what you're anticipating? Uh, Probably. From you, but, though, uh, on the broadcast. when you, You'll just stop calling the game <laughs> and just go, Bo! Bo! No, I will not.
11: I will not. No.
0: no. He's off we to a good start,
11: that. though, right? Oh, yeah. He's off to a good start, as is Patrick Lina, until he got uh, injured, unfortunately. But, uh, hey, trades are made to benefit both teams. And in this case, I believe both teams will benefit.
0: Yeah, but here's what's weird about this. is I, I read some quotes from him, and you know, he was talking about how it was nice to be back, but... You know, he still at least not publicly has really said what his problem was. I even right. saw some stuff from Zach Worinski where he says, yeah, I keep in touch with him. And I don't know what the hell his problem was either. I mean, it's it's sort of a mystery at this point, isn't it? Well, to most people, it is. Well, it's a good thing you're on this segment, Rims. Would you Would you like to elaborate?
11: <laughs> I think, uh, despite the denials, a lot had to do with the coaching, and in particular, in the playoffs the previous year, uh, the games in the bubble, and, and what went on in Toronto. He is a uh, very emotional uh, young man. He's still a young man. I talked to Paul Maurice, and no, this isn't my name drop, but I did talk to Paul Maurice, the head coach of Winnipeg, this morning, and... Uh, we were kind of going back and forth, and he's very happy with the way that Dubois worked in the offseason to get in great shape and the way things have happened to this point in time. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, the coach and the player agree to disagree, and uh, although he never came out and said it, and denies it right now, I really believe as a young a young French-Canadian, and having lived in Montreal and, and uh, been around that Montreal Canadiens organization with all the French-Canadians, they are very... Uh, emotional and sensitive people and i, I think that uh, he and his family were taken aback with what went on during that playoff series and uh, i think his mind was pretty well made up even though he signed a contract and uh, started the season last year with us uh, it was pretty well writing on the wall
0: why do you hate french canadians
11: no i do not ha- hate <laughs> french canadians i just said that, that they are very emotional people
5: all right, go ahead, well, Jeff. To your point, like this is it's, it's in the past, you know. PLD's now with it the is. Winnipeg Jets and the Blue Jackets. Both teams are off to a good start this season. Jackets looking to re, uh, to I guess uh, make more momentum uh, off of Monday's seven to four win over the Buffalo Sabers. In that game, you know Jack Roslovic and Max Domi with phenomenal contests. And for for Domi, you know it was shoulder surgery, then fractured ribs, and then COVID, and then he goes one, two, three in about fourteen minutes on Monday night for him and for Roslovic, Jeff. You expect. Both of those guys to be rewarded with more minutes, or how, I guess, in Domi's case, do you think that Brad Larson's going to kind of monitor what they do with him?
11: Well, they're both on the same line, so that'll dictate uh, really where things go and how effective they are here tonight against the Jets. Uh, it was great to see Roslovic have uh, the breakout night that he had. He needed to have that night. He's off to a slow start. And uh, talking to the Winnipeg media that are on this trip and uh, they kind of felt, wow, well, uh, they'd heard that uh, he'd been off to a somewhat of a sluggish start, and they said, yeah, well, you'd know that he'd have a big game before coming into this one, and, uh, has got this one circled, so, This is the first time that he faces his former team, and uh, I'm sure he'll be jacked up for that and have a good game. And uh, Domi, uh, when he has been healthy, and and as you point out, three different times he's been out of the lineup, I think that uh, he will show this is a contract year for him, that uh, he's deserving of a new contract, and uh, I expect him to play well.
0: Name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on The Fan. Elvis will go tonight. You know, obviously, blue pads and all. yes, I understand the electric blue. We know yes. that uh, you know all these guys want to play. Elvis wants to play all the time. Corpy wants to play all the time. Do you get the feeling that both of these guys are satisfied with the rotation the way it is, or would each like to see a little bit more time between the pipes?
11: Well, I, I think Corpus Allo would like a little more time. I think Elvis is pretty happy with the way things go have gone, and I think he deserves to get more starts. He's he's been the better goaltender. And I suspect that will continue here for the, at least the short term, if not uh, the entire year.
5: And so who you know, whoever gets the nod in that, it, it's kind of a merit-based thing. But with rumblings of Corposalo potentially being on the trade block, would they want to limit starts there? Or would they want to put him out there a little bit more to show that, hey, here's a piece that can be dealt by the deadline for something in return that would help the Jackets
11: do, uh, I don't know if I want to say it, but a postseason push? Well, listen, if if he is going to be moved or if he's going to be effective for the Blue Jackets, he's got to play. Either way, he needs to play. And if he's not playing as he played Buffalo for the first time in 10 days, that's not going to be to uh, his benefit. And you know what? Not to the benefit of the Blue Jackets either because he's got to stay sharp. So uh, I expect that uh, Elvis will get the majority of the starts, but you're going to see a lot of Corpus Allo as well.
0: Name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer, brought to you by Byers Imports by the airport. Would you like to tell us about your friends, Rims? Uh, sure. I uh, had a great day
11: yesterday. And by the way, you're invited uh, next year. You've got to come, and we'll even bring T-Bone. Hopefully he won't embarrass us with uh, spending too much time at the, fu- at the buffet,
0: the food buffet. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Man, you're on fire today. French yeah. Canadians are sissies and T-bones fat. Let's go. Uh,
11: anyway, uh, yesterday was their annual, this is uh, Rivalry Week, as aptly named on ninety-seven-one, The Fan. And uh, they have their annual Michigan-Ohio State luncheon, and I attended, and uh, I made a new friend. So can we start talking names here? Go ahead. Uh, my new best friend. Cardell Jones what a great great guy unlike you he is taking me up on the invitation he's going to come sit in the booth with me one night he was terrific I've been
0: up in the booth with you no no but you you just come and say hello and then leave well because you know what I actually respect the profession of broadcasting (laughs) right well I, I don't want to bother you when you're trying to do your job Well, I like to bother you when I come into the studio. I know you do because you do not respect broadcasting or whatever (laughs) the hell I do.
11: Anyway, let me continue with Cardell because I got a lot of great information. And by the way, he calls you my guys. So understand that. And I'll go a step further and be nice because he's probably tuned in. I told him I'd be there today. And he was my name drop for today. And he was pretty excited about that. But what a great young man. And to me... One of the interesting things he said is he is more focused and more into it and more nervous about this week's game with Michigan than he was as a player. That's interesting. It is interesting. It's really interesting. And then he talked in terms about being recruited, and he went to Michigan and then came to Ohio State, and it was no match. Once he got to Ohio State, his decision was made. And, uh, boy, he really opened up. We had a great lunch yesterday, and uh, I look forward to uh, spending a lot of time with uh, Cardell here in the future.
0: Yeah, all right. What does that what? mean? He's, well, like everybody that you meet, you become great friends with them, and then you text him five million times, and he changes his phone <clears throat> number.
11: He's already <laughs> texted me twice since we started this show here this <laughs> afternoon, so there you go. All right, uh, buddy, enjoy the game. Wait, 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 you- what? wait. A minute. What? wait a minute. You're all over me with my names or lack thereof. That was, then a, good, I give you that was a great a good name. quality name, that and you're ready was. to shuffle me off to Buffalo, and I just came from Buffalo.
0: We were out of time in the segment. That was a good name this week. Sorry, I wasn't thrilled about Brad Larson as your name last week. Well, I do have Jody Shelley in the bullpen. I, I'm I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> get out and start mingling. Happy with Thanksgiving, people. by the way. Oh, I'm by, Thankful for our friendship. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure you're thankful that I'm you. Thankful get for our two friendship. Thanksgivings because you celebrate the Canadian Thanksgiving and you celebrate this that. one. And by the
11: way, by the way, I've got two invitations and I'm going to be in your neighborhood tomorrow, so I could stop by for a little bit of turkey if if you so desire.
0: I'm full of what I got. The house is <laughs> locked. I'm, I got a full house. I don't have room for you. Okay. All right. I'll make I you just
11: might knock on the door anyway. Come by the live.
0: back door, I'll get you a goodie bag. All
11: right. No, no, I'm coming through the front door and I want to meet mom and dad.
0: All right. That's fine. All right, Rims, enjoy the game tonight. Happy. Wait, holiday. I'm not finished yet. What? Have a great Thanksgiving. Right. Ted, will you please get rid of him? Because I can't do it. <laughs> Ted, do it like your job depends on it. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest Hotline. He's You're going to on. give him some of Fred? No, I'm not giving him Fred. I have turkey. I I, I bought the bigger turkey because I want leftovers. That's for you. That's for me. Okay. That's for my sandwich needs. Not for Rimmer to show up. <laughs> I, now I got to know where he's going to be tomorrow. Who invited him over? How well do you know your neighbors? There's nobody in my neighborhood that would invite him over. wonder where... Uh, never mind who cares about this back page coming up common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic
8: from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
7: On the north side, look out for a crash eastbound 270 as you approach 71. It's on the right shoulder, causing slow traffic from U.S. 23. On the east side, northbound 270 after I-670. There's a stalled vehicle in the left lane. You can expect some possible slowdowns there. And you have a crash on East Broad Street at Reynoldsburg, New Albany Road. Slow traffic northbound 71 between 270 and U.S. 36. This report is sponsored by Duncan the holidays call for duncan's new holiday blend coffee enjoy a warming blend with notes of molasses and dried fruit to spark your holiday hustle sip through the holidays with a two dollar medium holiday blend coffee america runs on duncan participation may vary limited time offer exclusions apply i'm chris harden for 97.1 the fan traffic
0: Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, you guys. Man,
10: Reese, Happy Thanksgiving.
0: We just had a trippy experience. We have Channel 10 on in here. Mm. You were on Mm. Channel 10 pre-recorded from what? Yesterday or the day before? And then you walk in and watch yourself. My god. I watched you watch you. You looked so uncomfortable. You know, we've... That grin staring at the camera. Not knowing what to do with your hands. No, no.
10: You know, we hear all these stories about these these people that need to send emails in and really take digs at the anchors that are on TV. Send them. Don't send them to anyone else. Send them to me. I want to be the brunt of that. I'm going to send them to yeah, you. Yeah, send them all to me because I'm looking up at that, and that guy is ugly. I don't know who that is. That ain't me. I don't know how that hair is so gray. The hair the looks terrible.
0: Yeah, it's the lighting.
10: Look like I got a clip uh, some five dollar haircut up there it's terrible look like you just got out of bed oh is it as bright as it looked because you couldn't yes. really see like yes. the lights of your eyes it's bright it's yeah. very bright adam king looks way better than i do standing next to him is bad oh he's an attractive man he's an attractive guy he's like Eric. a tv person he's like Reese. Mm-hmm. we're radio people reaser's the best looking guy we got don't you think radio hmm. it's not even close i mean you no, can no, put up- i
0: gotta think I about
10: know. that I guess Bo and James, both, they're the only two that would even no, be in the running. Bo, Bo's haggard now. <laughs> he's, he's drunk he's and a, haggard. He's got like a Montana grizzled, you know, look going he's, now. He's haggard now. He's a haggard. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say that James is attractive. Yeah, no, he's football attractive. Bob's attractive. Eh. He's, i mean i liked him better with the long hair yeah long hair is nice bob's good he can't he would look better if he got some facial hair going But i don't know if he can do it the
0: flesh cut col- no see i don't the think so f- the
10: flesh colored facial he'd hair. have he'd look like spencer pratt <laughs> the opaque facial hair i great. think research the best looking that he is. he is you're right, no, right thank you you can touch up that beard though this is just not shaving i wouldn't call
5: it a
0: beard yeah no but but i mean but it looks like you put thought into it no no, not Which at all. Which is good, I guess, but no, it's, no, no you thought. S-
10: you see it's starting to climb down his neck there. Ah. You put you put thought in the hair, though. Oh, every day. Oh. You've got product in that. hair. I absolutely do. Yes. The hair is... It's radio hair, baby. No, it's not. That's it, TV hair. If we it's top were, notch. If, if
0: we were doing a, a men of 97.1, the fan calendar... He'd be on the cover. What month would you assign everybody here? What month would I be?
10: You'd Mr. Be, March, Mr. March. No, I'd be Mr. March. Why? College yeah, because basketball. Yeah, Timmy loves basketball. Yeah, yeah. That—that's the only reason I want it, though. Okay. I'd you'd be a nice like wedding season guy. May. Let's give him May.
0: I. I- radiate springtime
10: to you do, you? you do you've do. you got your tommy bahama collection i actually wore you're this today, today I, 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 I wore you got this got the salmon tommy bahama obnoxiously
0: bright color today because reser is always got flair yeah on. he does And i thought i was gonna yeah. match Reese's flair and then you come and you're just, just a, like a slob today well blue jacket sweatshirt but you, you, you wear fine. bright colors yes. more than anybody here so i said you know what right. i'm gonna match Reese. he's got like he's
10: tapped into zach morris's closet over here I'll have my bright colors on tomorrow shirt. for everyone, but we're not. No Nobody's. be here. Yeah, that's good. No one's going to be we'll here. See you guys, are you going to be here tomorrow? Yes. What do you doing? hear me doing? Updates. Updates for what? The shows
5: that we've got. What shows? From six to noon. It's best of Juice, best of uh,
10: Bo and James. Oh, we need man. updates for that. Apparently, <laughs> you were, this is turning into a sad segment. Apparently, I was, <laughs> um, can well, I just can I'm, I just decree that you don't have to yeah, come in tomorrow? Can, right? Can we do that? Just tape them tonight. Nope. Tape them tonight. Well, yeah, I Hope I, hope the world not end. They're yeah. all going to be live. The but, games coming up. Hey, getting cool. ready for the game. A lot of previewing. You know, the rivalry game. Here's Ryan. It's rivalry here's the, week. Here's the seventh Ryan Day clip. Why do you think I cut his cuts earlier? What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? We are going to have a fun Buckeye show. I'm promising you that. Tyvis Powell is going to be on My with guy. us for the whole 90 minutes, so we got a, a real live Buckeye to tap into for the ins and outs of this game and his memories. We will take a little trip down memory lane to one of our favorite moments in this matchup in the last decade or so. Dave Holmes will stop by. He's going to tell us about that trip to Ann Arbor. He took a very funny video that uh, they did on 10TV. It's playing on his Twitter account. And we'll get you ready for some Buckeye basketball tonight. The Gators, baby.
0: You think Dave Holmes and Tiberi hate Adam King because he's more attractive than they are? dom probably just hates everybody i don't right? think i'm breaking any news by the <laughs> right, way
10: right i don't know if dave has hate in his heart
0: oh dave certainly <laughs> yeah. hates his heart does, does he? and he yeah. should well what he's kind of self-respecting Don? person doesn't have hate in their heart <laughs> right back page let's do it the back page the back page with common man and t-bone
8: sponsored by care heating and cooling when you need a company you can trust call 1-800 cooling
0: oh we're out of time no, go ahead. Give me one story. Aaron Rodgers says he
5: feels fine, quote, other than the COVID toe. Telling COVID toe sounds so dirty to <laughs> me. <laughs> Telling the Pat McAfee show, quote, it's COVID very, very toe. painful. Great I got band. stepped on the first half of last week, and that kind of activated all the symptoms I was having. Apparently, COVID toe is a real thing, where your feet can just get really swollen and have lesions and blisters on patients' feet and toes. That's from uh, the Wall Street Journal. Did a study back in 2020. So Rodgers is
0: dealing with COVID toe. Mm. He's also grown hooves. <laughs> That's Is that a symptom? Well, there's like new symptoms every single day. It's like, oh, I grew hooves. Yeah, COVID. COVID hoof. Hooves. hooves or hooves? Hoof.
10: Hoof. Hooves? Hooves, hooves or hooves? You a hoof guy
0: or you a hoof guy? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I uh, have a great holiday. Bone will be back here on Friday with Timmy. I will talk to you on Monday common man and t-bone on the fan
7: fan
8: traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
7: look out for a stalled vehicle that blocks the right lane westbound 70 at miller avenue you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between 270 and us 36 70 westbound is slow between miller avenue and 71 as traffic is starting to look a little bit lighter as the day comes towards an end this report is sponsored by Duncan. The holidays call for Duncan's new holiday blend coffee. Enjoy a warming blend with notes of molasses and dried fruit to spark your holiday hustle. Sip through the holidays with the $2 medium holiday blend coffee. America runs on Duncan. Participation may vary, limited time offer, exclusions apply. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1, the fan traffic. I'm
0: from Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios.
8: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com.
0: WBNSFM.
1: HD One Columbus. The
0: fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call one eight hundred Cooling when you need a company you can trust.
1: One is angry; the other one is bald. What do you think I mean? Bald, 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 bald. Here's
0: man and bone. I want to point something out. All right, I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs>
1: hey. I
0: didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah.
2: Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was